hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with the one and only Jeff Bogue. That's true. Uh, <laughs> actually, there's more of me. Google it. <laughs> but are they as good looking? Uh, one Probably. is. I tell you. <laughs> He's an attractive Jeff Bogue. <laughs> have you, for all of our listeners, have you ever Googled yourself and like wonder, I wonder what other people with my name look like? I have. Like, <laughs> and sometimes it's awesome. I'm like, yeah, Joe Caruso is representing out there. And then other times you're like, well... At least they got us. Sometimes I Google myself just because it's the fastest way to a website that I need to be. <laughs> that I need to be. I've on. totally done that too. People have like asked for like, "Hey, do you have a headshot?" I'm like, "Someone does," <laughs> and I'll just Google it yeah. real quick. And um, I'll do that. People, we, uh, I'll, somebody will be like, uh, "Can I have your contact information?" I'm like, "Just Google me." And, and, and <laughs> I mean, you'll see all the website right there. Why do I have to like? Go through pressing all the buttons myself. That's awesome. Do you have an assistant? I do. Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I'll right. get all that and write out in front of you. <laughs> well, goodness. Uh, well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems <laughs> everyone has an idea how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, we'll pray and process these things, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions, like... Have you ever Googled yourself? <laughs> now, Jeff, uh, for those of, uh, of our listeners that are regular, and certainly for those of, uh, uh, of our listeners that listen to our most recent episode, in some ways, this is a part two. So our last uh, listener asked us the question, like, what's the difference uh, between men and women and then eldership and authority within the church? Okay. This person asked kind of a follow-up question. They didn't even know it. They uh-huh. didn't know we were doing that episode, but they just asked this question, and they said, okay, so they have a view that would actually pretty closely reflect what you articulated in our last episode, that if there are able and willing godly men, that eldership within the church should be reserved for those men, mm-hmm. and then they are the authority over the rest of the church, male and female. They asked the question, this is wonderful, they're looking at a passage in 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verses uh, basically 11 through 15, and they're asking, how does this passage not throw women right under the bus? Mm. Uh, I know it's not all God's message to us, but it's hard for me to interpret this passage and, and land where we just talked about landing. Can I be enlightened, please? And so I should probably just read the passage so people kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah, go for it. So uh, verse 11 starts here, women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived, and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they can continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Now, I can totally initially see where our listeners coming from because through a 2023 lens, you're yep. like, what did that just say? Yep. Um, and then you say what we said in the last episode, and you're like, wait, how does that come together? But yeah. we're not crazy. We're not ignoring passages like this. Kind of walk us through, how do you read a passage like this, and it's not just targeting women? Well, um, if you're going to watch a movie, you can't focus in on a clip. Okay. So th- there's a there's a broader story about male and female leadership. There's a so if you if you were going to layer this down, you would start with the broad umbrella of God, Jesus Christ being the head of the church Colossians chapter 1. So you would start there. 
under Jesus Christ is the husband is the head of a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, under that thought and logic, which we talked about in our last podcast, so you guys are going to have to go listen to it if, yep, you, if, you, if you really want to get into it, is that the head of the home is someone who is not lording authority over someone else, who is not elevating themselves and is giving the best of themselves to the person that they're that they're serving. That's what submission means. So, under under those big umbrellas and and uh, that kind of idea, the the movie about women and leadership in the church is that everyone in the church is under elder authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the church is um, is told to follow that authority, and those elders at leadership are told to not lord it over, to shepherd the flock, to love the people, to serve them, and to protect them. So in the context of a loving leadership, and in the context of, um, of uh, uh, the broader story, you have this passage. So if you think of like uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, um, Frodo's the hero of that story, and the purity of his heart and his sacrifice for the people that he loves is the point of the story. But there's a there's a scene in that where he turns evil and wants the power of the ring for himself. Mm-hmm. So if you just watch that clip, you do not understand that character. Wow, that guy must be the villain. Yeah, and and that's what happens. <laughs> And uh, and passages like this, people take passages like this and they pull them out of their context, and then they try to prove their own point. Mm. Instead of having sound doctrine and good theology that is found through the whole counsel of God, or the whole Bible is maybe another way to say it, that would would help you to understand what's actually happening in this passage. Does that Mm. make sense? Absolutely. So this passage, it is about women and authority... But this passage is the Apostle Paul correcting sin within a local church. Mm. And he's using his authority mm-hmm. as an apostle and as an elder to correct a group of people who are being disruptive, who are being um, divisive, and who are confusing and contorting and, and distorting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he uses that authority, and this this group of people that he's talking to here happen to be women. Now, there's other passages where he's talking about men, and yep. he would have the same tone all the way through kick the brother out, treat him like a tax collector, don't even eat with him, uh-huh. right? So he would have those tones from time to time. This one he's talking about women, and he's looking at them and saying, you are being divisive, you are being sinful, and you're not even coming under the authority of the elders. Huh. Like Everything that you're doing is out of line, and I'm bringing correction to it. You're looking in your divisiveness saying, I want to preach in that pulpit, and I want to make the rules, and I want to... And, and he's looking saying, you're not even allowed to have authority over the elders. Uh-huh. The elders are the elders. You're not the elders. Your actions, by virtue of what you're doing, disqualify you from being in that place in the first in the first place. 
So you're not listening to your husband who's trying to settle you down. You're not submitting to him. You're not listening to the authority of the elders. You, you will not learn from them. You're going to fight them, argue with them, tell them you don't want to have. So no, uh, you, you must learn because of the position of your heart and the position of your, of your mind. Now, that is an appropriate rebuke within the broad story. Uh-huh. Never would you take that and look at a, a woman, or anybody else for that matter, who's trying to figure out how to follow Jesus, trying to uh, uh, understand his grace and his mercy while trying to seek first righteousness in the, in the kingdom of heaven, and look at a woman and say, you're a woman, sit there and learn quietly. That, that's, not, that's not what's happening uh-huh. here. They're, the broader story of what submission is, what leadership is, what loving godly leadership is, the value that God places on men and women who would know him and follow him equally, the broader story would make that reaction sinful also. Uh-huh. So Paul's dealing with the situation. He's dealing with a situation that has a broad story to it, and he's applying, right? So I want you to think of this in terms of uh, grace. You know, the Bible, uh, the New Testament, speaks specifically to church discipline. And there are times, I've had to do this, I absolutely hate it, but there are times over the years that I've had to look at someone and say, you are no longer welcome to be a part of this body because you're being divisive, because you're a liar, because of you're unrepentant and all the rest. When I say that, that does not mean I go around kicking people out of the church. <laughs> right. And that does not mean I say, you do what I tell you or you shut up and get out of here. If I did that, I would be disqualified as a pastor. Sure. But there are times that I have to look and say, the Bible tells me to tell you what your proper role, proper place, and proper response should should be. Uh-huh. So you're seeing that play out here, and and you need to read this these verses within that broad movie. And and Paul, by the way, wrote a bunch of the other stuff too. Don't lord it over them. Shepherd the people. Like he uh-huh. he wrote all the loving stuff, and he's um, walking his protege Timothy through what to do with this disruptive group of people that actually happens to be women. That does not mean that women have to sit there and shut up. It also does not mean that um, the rest of what the Bible uh, defines as eldership doesn't apply either. Right. It means you're seeing it play out in probably a, a difficult way. And when you read through the rest of this, like... Uh, um, it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived first, and, and that was the result. Woman should be saved through childbirth, assuming to continue the faith and love, holiness, and modesty. You're, you're seeing him rebuke someone, uh-huh. right? Um, and this is not just gender-specific. You would see the Apostle Paul... And others, even Jesus, you know, Jesus would look at a uh, Pharisee and say, you're a whitewashed tomb, you know the law, but you don't recognize me, you're a brood of vipers. So you'll, you'll see spiritual authority being played out, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that's what you're reading is, is happening. 
So this is not throwing women under the bus because this is the this is the word of God and God does not throw women under the bus. Uh-huh. He doesn't throw anybody under the bus. Right? Right. He's a God of grace who seeks to save all. Um, this is um, the truth of God being enacted in, in, in real time, I think. And it does not mean that it's just cultural or only applies to that group of people. It means that truth, you're watching it being lived out in a difficult situation. Just like when Paul says, remove the brother, uh-huh. you're watching that, that broad truth being played out in a specific situation. That's really, really helpful. And so when we think through, um, you know, because Scripture can be descriptive and it can also be prescriptive. So descriptive, like here's something that happened, and we can kind of learn from how those people interacted with each other or learn how God interacted with those people. And then sometimes it's prescriptive, like you read those words, it means exactly what it said, and you go. You're kind of walking us through, this is describing a scenario where Paul is interacting with a a local body of believers. What are the types of principles that we can kind of glean from a passage like this? Because for instance, if it's not obviously that just women should sit quietly and, 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 you know, not do all these different things... Well, what, what is Paul getting at here? What is helpful for our church today in 2023 when we read through scenarios like this? So he, Paul is, it is descriptive of a scenario, but it's not devoid of truth. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if I were to go home today and one of the boys was absolutely disrespecting and, and mouthing off to um, my wife, to Heidi... If she didn't rip his face off first, <laughs> you don't want to do it. But it, if I came home and I said, you sit there and you listen to your mother and you don't say a word, mm-hmm. you will not disrespect her. Now, that is not descriptive of my whole relationship with my son, nor my relationship with Heidi, nor the way our family functions, nor is it devoid of truth. Mm you will come under our authority and you will come under your mother's authority and you will sit there and not say a word mm-hmm. and you will not disrespect your mother. Now that is true always. I was just going to I was just thinking like and what did the rest of your children hear as they saw that scenario go down? Yeah, they, I might not be in trouble right now but I should probably make sure I'm under the authority of my father and it, mother and not disrespect her. It's a little bit of a warning. <laughs> now I can I can that is descriptive of a scenario but that truth can come out exactly the same, like this way. Um, Dad, I got a problem. Honey, yeah, I love you. you. You know, you should really talk to Mom. Mom really knows what she's doing in that area, and, and she would be able to help you more than me. And, and whatever she says, you should listen to him. I think it would be why the best for you. There's not a conflicting situation, and I just said the same thing. You will listen to your mother. <laughs> um, when mom, you know, when Heidi does something amazing, guys, let's go. We're go- we want to support mom and cheer for her. I, I did this um, for Heidi's birthday. Uh, I often will have the kids write her letters. She loves it. Well, what are they doing? They're honoring their mother. Yeah. They're respecting their mother. You know, it's it's the truth is exactly the same. The scenario is me applying it in a different way. So in this scenario, the truth that um, 
when there are godly men, they should serve as elders in a, mm-hmm. in a local church. And uh, if their hearts are right, they should, they should be trusted and followed. Mm. That is Paul saying, you should be submissive and not try to fight them for authority. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, when he says um, it wasn't just Adam, but it was Eve too, that's Paul saying, like, you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Adam ate, but you were tempted. Like, you guys both blew this. Mm-hmm. See, it's just a different tone. Women shall be saved through childbearing, assuming that they continue. And what he's he's like, and, and don't devalue the uniqueness of what it is to be a woman. Like, our culture's literally struggling with that. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman. Like, you're a boy. And, and when you say that you're a woman and you're a man, you're really devaluing who a woman is. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, you're hearing a an authority put his foot down but he's it's he's not that's not the majority of the way he talks about roles of of men and women in the church and he's not stripping out the truth that's in there he didn't mm-hmm. like lose his temper and it only applies to this one given situation the truth is laced in um it's still true. He's just saying you will sit there and you will listen to your mother and you will respect her and you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Absolutely. So you have to kind of that would be the context that you have to put that in. You don't discount the the truth because that truth is woven through all of the teachings in mm-hmm. the New Testament on this issue. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, it's amazing how many times Paul. Uh, like exalts and honors the women that were serving and engaging and hosting and leading and and doing all these different things throughout the early church because they were helping to initiate so many things that he really is addressing the behaviors, the sin that's going on in this passage, um, and not just an entire sweep of a gender. And the and the only <clears throat> reason we know like that that people are so familiar with this passage is because it gets abused often mm-hmm. within the church right. to make women subservient. I can take you to five other passages where he's rebuking men mm-hmm. for the exact same reasons. Sure, absolutely. And, and we just don't, we don't try to control people with that one. So the, the emphasis is probably abusive, but you don't discount it because he's speaking truth. What he's upset about is that you are tainting and distorting the gospel for your own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, there's a, there's a structure, and God put it in place for a reason. And that structure, when operated on in a Christ-like way, moves the gospel forward. It doesn't take away from it. That's right. And that in some ways, <clears throat> excuse me, it, in some ways that circles back to the beginning of the episode that precedes this, that these topics, when they begin to elevate above the gospel, that's when they become dangerous. Right. But how do we move forward the message and the hope of who Jesus is, what he's done, and how we can align our lives with him? That's that's the beginning and end of all the discussions. Well, these are fun conversations. I hope that um, this episode and 
as, as Jeff and I have t- mentioned, if you missed the last one, go back and listen through it as well. But we hope that this helps, that it clarifies, that it, that it encourages all of us as we continue to, to submit to God and to His authority, as we continue to step into the callings that He has uniquely for our lives, both at home and in with His uh, church family, um, and that as we can kind of serve and run after the gospel together, we see more and more life kind of come out of that. Well, if you have questions that you'd like us to address here, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. If we can help you take unique next steps, we'd love to do that. Just reach out to us. If you like what you're hearing and you want more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church home on the weekend, we'd love to have you join us here at Grace. Uh, Or if you're out of the area, check us out online and we can connect with you there as well. Thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.